0: The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hi, everyone. This is Patrick. Thank you
1: for listening in this week's episode of the Wealth Standard Podcast. Hey, uh, we're putting lots of good stuff up on thewealthstandard.com. So for the show notes well as a new resources section, which includes a free copy of, uh, of my book, as well as the audio version and uh, and a few other things too. So make sure you head over to wellstandard.com. I'm excited for you guys to learn from Jonathan Cohen today. Uh, he's someone that I have a tremendous respect for and admiration for. He's been a, a serial entrepreneur for 30 plus years and knows so many just incredible people. But uh, currently he is the co-founder and chief innovation officer of Idea Lab New York which is a startup studio uh, he's also the co-managing director of Idea Lab X which is a, a venture early stage company venture fund and you know prior to that Jonathan has been involved in the media world the advertising world and has consulted with some high level people and he's really really connected and just an overall great guy so i wanted to have him on because He's been through multiple cycles. He also currently is in the, the startup and the world of innovation. And innovation, I think, is necessary in our current environment to thrive because I believe there are there's so much opportunity for growth, opportunity for business, opportunity for solutions right now. And so his perspective was important for me to kind of extract and then provide uh, provide you guys. So I hope you enjoyed the interview. And uh, Jonathan, you know the links to the websites that we mentioned are in the show notes. So make sure you head over to wellstandard.com for those. Okay, without further delay, here is my interview with Mr. Jonathan Cohen. Hey, what's up, Jonathan? Hey. How's it going?
2: Doing great. How, well, you know, all things considered, right? Yeah, no kidding. New, nor- uh, new normal. Right, the new normal. Are you in the city or are you on the outskirts? I, on the outskirts. No, I'm not in the city. Okay. And uh, I do want to say that I feel blessed that, uh, nobody in my family has been impacted uh, with the virus. But that I do feel terrible for the people that are, you know, that are dying um, and dying alone. Right? You yeah, can't no have Visit your them. family. It's just yeah, and a um, it's lot terrible. of the,
1: a lot of people are older too, right? So they're in those nursing home type of facilities, assisted living facilities, and yeah, it's it's crazy man. It's one of those events that if anyone saw it coming and it's caught a lot of people off guard. We haven't been bad at all. I mean, there's been I think 40 something death in Utah and I think like 5000 cases, 6000 cases. So it hasn't been that extreme at all. So they're opening up a lot of businesses tomorrow.
2: Great. So. Yeah, we're lucky, right? It could have been if it was like I'm not an expert in this space, but if it was like a chemical or a something where we were talking about millions of people dying, what does that look like and so I think it's a bit of a wake up call again, just uh blessed that my family's okay and and uh, I'm glad to hear that yours is as well so
1: one of the speakers that uh that Tony had at finance was Eric Prince, the guy that founded uh Blackwater, the military yeah private military group yes, he basically Called a lot of this and, and said that the coronavirus or COVID would have a huge impact, but not like health wise. He, he said it would be more on like the supply chain. His mm-hmm. comment was, you know, that the US is fat, happy, and lazy, and they need uh, to go on a diet. So I think he called it better than uh, most that I've, <laughs> I've
2: heard.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity
2: in the wake of this. I guess that's a good segue into uh... huge.
1: Yeah. And I don't have a ton of time because I have a daily stand up like with my entire team of like 60 people so yeah and that's at 10:55 this shouldn't take long yeah i just think it's a, a brief conversation you can use some of this too <laughs> yeah it, it's just one of those i'm trying to get a ton of people interviewed like i interviewed an economist this week a big real estate investor just trying to get multiple perspectives from multiple industries right mm-hmm. and so what intrigues me is you're in the entrepreneur industry the startup industry so this is where there's a lot of agility. So I'm curious to know kind of what what is going on. Like, what do you see? How are things uh, changing, adapting? What are you paying attention to?
2: Great question. And thanks for having me on here. And um, and it's my intent to add massive value. And I hope I can for for the listeners. We are seeing companies that are either like COVID proof or if this is just killing them, right? So if you're a startup in the travel industry, whoa, right? You know, if you're a startup in finance, uh, in crypto, and you're waiting for the Lightning Network to get built, there are a lot of people with other problems right now that aren't focusing on things like building out the Lightning Network, per se. If you're a mission-based, consumer food company, people are home so that's working well if you are a zoom for investing meaning you know you can't go into a vc's office right now and pitch them but if there's a zoom for investing which is one of our companies that's doing great so i think that a lot of them initially are falling sort of like is covid helping or is covid hurting right that's the first sort of i would say filter i would also say that if you're raising money right now it's tougher. I mean, there are a lot of people in the VC world that saying, "Oh no, we're still investing." You know what? You have a fund and you have to invest, right? But everybody is stepping back for a second and really, 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 really asking themselves, like, uh, is this the right investment? Not that people don't do that naturally, but like when the world is falling apart, it just adds a new like Instagram filter, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called pandemic. So. If you're in one of those companies that's being, you know, sort of hurt by the um, by COVID, it's a little bit more difficult. We're also seeing that a lot of startups are using this time to work on their product market fit a little bit more. You know, Airbnb came out of a really tough time uh, in 2006, seven and eight, like, and during that sort of collapse, they were able to really get footing. uh, Ford, Disney. So if you have some really good founders that are agile and ambitious, this could be a really glorious time. So well, that's our, my initial my initial little sermon on uh that's perfect, right?
1: Because we're less than two months into this. At the same time, you know, there's been so much change and there's this uncertainty with all right, how are things going to shake out, right? How are we going to get back to get back to business? Is it going to be the same? I mean clearly it's not, but there's still these like unanswered questions. But you know, what I would say is, you know, the network we're in, we've been preached to in a sense of winter's coming. And now that, you know, I think it's arguably winter. What do you do in winter? And what are you seeing? What are you paying attention to? And what are you doing? What are you not not doing? So when it comes to like the startup world, I know you've seen, you know, some companies, as you mentioned, innovate, right, where they performed one service, but then are trying and pivoting to, to potentially uh, another one, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with leadership and, and founders, right? But when it comes to what to do and what not to do, where have you settled? Or are you not settled yet?
2: <laughs> that's, a, that's also a great question. So you talk about, I don't know if these would be pivots. They could be, right? They're like sort of quasi pivots. We have a company that is in the scooter business and making three-wheeled scooters that are autonomous sort of an Uber for scooters you can call your scooter and we're building out our scooters and but no one's out like using scooters right now or the market's gone from its stats you know it was at 100% now it's at like 10% of what it was right so this company instead of of moving people started moving food around autonomously and they retrofitted the scooter with a little trailer that's now delivering food autonomously. So we're seeing a lot of that happen where people are saying, Hmm, we have a certain product. The market has changed. Is there a new product market fit? So we're seeing a lot of that. What we're also seeing is a lot of people saying there's a new norm. Things are going to be different. I have to imagine that in a year from now or two years from now that X percentage of everyone on a flight is going to have a mask. I have to believe, right? But I don't know if it's 5% or 50% or 75%. I don't know, but I have to imagine that in the same way that you get on a flight and you have a little eye mask and a little chapstick or whatever, there's going to be a mask, right? A lot of people, what they're doing right now is innovating, brand new, right? So I say innovation is going from nothing to something, right? Like first there was... You know, nothing and then there was a typewriter, right? That's innovation. First there was a typewriter, then there was a laptop, right? So the concept is really going from nothing into something. And I think that what's happening and what we're seeing a lot of right now is people saying there's going to be a new norm, new markets are going to get created. Masks is obvious, right? Like that's obvious, but finding the needle in the haystack and saying that the world is going to be different and there's going to be a big problem and I've got a solution is exciting. And that's what we're seeing a lot of that right now. So we're seeing a lot of excitement around that.
1: The mentors you have and also your partners have been through multiple cycles, right? In the tech world, in the startup world. And right now is just another end and beginning part of a cycle. So as you look at where opportunities will come from, like what are some of the pulses they have to find those opportunities or identify those opportunities?
2: You know, for example, if you t- if you're a sports owner, so one of our investors is uh, owns a major league soccer team, a major league baseball team, an NBA team, an esports team, and a minor league baseball team. And by the way, minor league has been shut for the year. We just I know. No way. Mm. When you're in the audience business and there's no more audience, you know, that's aggregating in a room. On one hand, quite disturbing because you have so many people that even work in these arenas, right? And in these stadiums that are food vendors and parking, tons of collateral damage. But it forces you to start rethinking how do what does entertainment look like in a post-COVID world? What does empowerment and leadership look like in a post-COVID world? And for those people that own those businesses, you've got to be serious about it because it's definitely impacting business. So on one hand, again, it's like when we started this call and we said, it's, you know, I'm excited because and happy that no one in my family is injured, uh, but there are people that are, that are same thing here. It's people's businesses are getting impacted in a negative way, but there is a bit of a silver lining.
1: And that's the beauty of humanity. I would say, especially the kind of the entrepreneur's seed that's in a lot of people where when things start to derail and go in a direction that wasn't anticipated or wasn't expected that's when you start to find better ways new solutions ideas right people come together as well are you seeing that
2: i'm seeing it. it's incredible it's like we've had to turn our homes into sanctuaries i don't care if you spent a lot of time with your kid or or your brood your family brood you spent more time and i don't care if you were connected to your child's education you're now more connected <laughs> And you're not going to the gym, so you might be doing a lot more landscaping work and raking leaves, like I'm doing. And you know, I'm standing more. You see me sort of going up and down. I'm on my I'm on my little like my little surfboard, the balance board. Yeah, a balance board. So it's like this has been an incredible time to, I guess you know, in winter you're home and you're hibernated. It's a time to clean house. I think we've all had to do some house cleaning, and I think this has forced us. To rediscover what's important. And I think it's going to make for a better
1: world. Yeah. It's been interesting because the word that keeps coming to mind as I think about what's going on is there's a lot more peace, there's stillness, there's quiet. I mean, I still come to my office. I'm the only one here. You know, but I rode my bike this morning and it's like just quiet, right? You know, middle of the week. But I look at really the ability to reflect, understand, gravitate toward what's important. Right. These are the moments I think when inspiration really happens. And I think we need more of it now than ever, right? To understand how to modify a business, how to identify opportunities, right? To be better people, right? To be Mm -hmm. teachers, to give. I mean, I've seen so much giving, whether it's by entrepreneurs or by not just the philanthropist, everyone's become a philanthropist, it seems like, right? Being able to dedicate time, giving kudos, supporting. So I think there's a lot of good that's going to come from it, right? Obviously, we're in. Challenging time, and I think the economics of it haven't have yet to be seen. But at the same time, you know, there's so many different principles of growth that relate to how amazing times like these are. Uh, at the same time, you have to have kind of a good backbone, right, to focus on that as opposed to focus on what most people in the media are uh, are focused on, right? That gets them views and and watches and listeners and viewers. But I look at you know this time as being you know something where. The entrepreneurs of the world, especially the younger generation, are going to rise and find ways, even better ways, right, to do commerce, to innovate travel, to innovate communication, innovate business. And you're in the thick of it. And that's what's really cool, where you're able to have that perspective. And and I really appreciate you communicating some of that to, uh, to the listeners today.
2: Yeah. And I appreciate you, the blend of what you do, how you're bringing in personal development and leadership. Into your business. And it's not often that I get to say somebody that we both learn from, you know, where your focus goes, you know, your energy flows. And so what are you going to do in this world right now? What are you going to focus on? Nobody tells us we get bombarded by the media, but it's up to us to decide what we focus on. And it's up to us to decide what language we give things, right? And when you can take those powerful tools and sit back and say, how is this world going to be different? And how am I going to make my mark? That becomes powerful. And because you also get to say, this is going to happen again. What does medicine look like? Right? Telemedicine and all these, you know, every industry is getting disrupted right now. You know, you have to, again, I keep on using the things that we've learned. You have to take care of, you have to know what business you're in, right? And you got to take care of that business. And you have to know what business you're really in because if you're not thinking about what business you're really in. You're not ahead of the curve. You're going to get eaten by your competition. But what business do you need to be in? Like, This is the perfect time to sit back and say, I know I do real estate. I know I do this. I know I do that. I sell hamburgers. I sell cookies. I do this. I do that. But like, what business do I really need to be in? This is the perfect time to s- sit back, maybe sit down on the couch, get a clipboard, get a piece of eight and a half by 11 paper. When was the last time you did that? Get a pencil with an eraser. Or get a, some whiteboard paper, whatever it is, or however you like to jam, and just start thinking about, like, what's the new norm? How is this world going to be different? How were people negatively impacted in this environment? And what things can I bring to the world that where I can add a ton of value? Because if I can add a ton of value and I can have fun doing that, and I can go for being the best in the world at that, right? Because if you're not shooting to be the best in the world at what you do, you're really, you're not going for it. You know, you might not be the best in the world, but you got to be going to be the best in the world so you can grow. But if you can take where you can be the best in the world, where you can have a ton of fun, where you can add the most value, and take that Venn diagram and focus that on something where there's a massive problem in the world. I mean, no better time than now to do that. So. It's not just exclusive to business
1: owners, right? I think even individuals who work for a business, in a sense, it's, they're their own business. And yeah. it's asking those same questions. What business are you really in? Are you really in? What do you need to be in? Yeah. And what that does, they're simple questions, but yet, I mean, I don't know anyone that has been able to answer those on the fly. You have to think about them. And that yeah. thinking, especially right now, as you said, right, you, you look at the problem that you solve. You look at the value that you bring to a challenge or a problem, the reason yeah. why you're paid. And right now, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of challenges. And there will soon be more, even more challenges that we'll be aware of. At the same yeah. time, this is where humanity shines, right? We're the solution. We've always been the solutions. Yeah. This has been awesome. Maybe one last thing. What are a couple of books that you have been inspired by through this, uh, this crisis that you've turned to or reflected on? Well...
2: I don't know if this comes through. Is it backwards? Yeah, backwards. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, the Green New Deal.
2: Yeah, Jeremy Rifkin. Mm-hmm. So it's an incredible book, Why the Fossil Fuel Civilization Will Collapse by 2028 and the Bold Economic Plan to Save Life on Earth, right? We all saw a lot happen with oil, right? Like we have this thing called the sun and we have this thing called wind and sun and wind can power all of it. So I'm excited about this book. The CEO of Energy Vault recommended it highly. And Jeremy Rifkin's an amazing author. He had a book called also The Third Industrial Revolution that talked about the intersection of new forms of communication and the industrial internet and power and stuff like that. So I highly recommend both The Third Industrial Revolution and The Green New Deal. And super excited about what our venture partner Bill Gross is doing at our fund, Idea Lab X with us. And he's doing such incredible work at Idealab Studio and bringing these new companies like Heliogen and Energy Vault to life. To also have you involved in that is makes me smile. To be able to co-create with you and to be connected to you and add value back and forth is really exciting. So those two books I highly recommend. Also, there's a book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel, which is an incredible book. It's a quick read. And it's a book that I tell everybody that wants to really go from nothing into something is a must read.
1: Thank you for sharing those books. That's the first time I've heard of the book before, but the first time I've known someone that was actually reading it. So I'm excited to get into. It looks like a thick read. <laughs> we have time on our hands,
2: right? Yeah. Are you talking about the Green New Deal or Zero One? Yeah. One?
1: No, Green New Deal.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't, that'll go by quick too because you're going to be like, oh my god, I got to get in the energy business.
1: <laughs> well, energy is ever? Yeah, it's. You know, it's been enlightening to me and inspiring, right, to see how what Idea Lab is involved with and and how it's innovating, especially in the the energy sector, because it's yes. it's one of those things where the old guard, there's so much tied to, en- to to energy and typically the you know the traditional energy sources, but you know I believe that the rising generation, the younger generation, you know the below sixty five generation, right, is really going to be innovating toward some incredible life-changing solutions as this whole debacle ensues. I'm excited for it. I think there's a lot of good on the other end. Lots of energy vault towers and uh,
2: lots of drones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Jonathan, this has been awesome. I know you do some things on social media, but not incredibly active because obviously you're you know, neck deep in your businesses. What are ways where, that people can follow
2: you or learn from you? So idea lab vc is our funds site and go on there in a couple of weeks I'm not sure when this is going to air but I will have to say by what's our date even <laughs> this is 4:30 yeah we're 4:30 <laughs> last day of April <laughs> so by the middle of May we're going to have this thing on our site that will allow all entrepreneurs that have ideas to be able to submit them so we're a few weeks away from that but I'm really excited to Have that live on our site. The platform is called thumbraise.com and you'll be able to submit your pitches there. So I'm super excited about that. And that'd be a great way to stay connected.
1: We'll make sure we post all of those links. And yeah, this will go out a few days before that. Okay. At the same time, I think the links will be definitely still relevant and we'll push out even more email once it does go live. So we'll pay attention to that. Jonathan, thanks for your time, man. It was good to see you. Thank you. This this is a great interview. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one, man. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.